Red Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Hot Take Tuesday. We've got several hot takes to go over. Hopefully we'll get to all of them. We did not get to all of them last week. If you want to participate, email us at bastardsofboston at gmail.com and we will read them on the show. Charlie Smith back with me for this episode. Charlie, how you doing? I'm doing great. Super thankful to be back on here. It's uh, good to catch up with you, my friend. Oh, yeah. Last episode was fun with Emma Houghton. So nice uh, bench spot coming off the bench. That was fun. Absolutely. So uh, let's get into it. Let's let's literally start off hot. Here we go. Grumpy D Flight on Twitter says, Will Middlebrooks starts a relationship with Garen Austin. <laughs> um, I I don't oof, I don't know because last time I checked, Will Middlebrooks was happily uh happily married to the unicorn that is Jenny Dell, and they have two kids, if I'm not mistaken. So that's just not going to happen. And you're not going to cheat on Jenny Dell with Garen Austin. So that's just stupid. That's just not going to happen. Um. Uh, yeah, Done. apparently, you know, there there's been a long history of it like we've said um Hazel May, there were rumors possibly with a Boston playoff legend to not name names. Um guy who hits a lot of home runs in the month of October. So there were rumors there Heidi Watney, there were rumors with a certain Red Sox catcher, we will say. Um, and then, of course, Middlebrooks ends up marrying Jenny Dell. John Farrell uh, was in a relationship with, was it, is it Jessica Moran? Katie Moran? Something like that. I, yeah, it was mm-hmm. one of those. Yeah. Yeah, from NBC Sports Boston. So maybe that's why we're seeing dude reporters now. You know, Jemai Webster, uh, Gary Streisky was part of the crew for a while. So uh, yep. I I think I agree with you. I think Will is probably happy with um, his present wife, who he has two kids with, and things seem to be going pretty well. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. So here's a fun one. Matt on Twitter says, Venable and Cora start co-managing when one of them needs a rest day. And Cora is off to his uh, daughter's graduation right now, so Venable was uh, managing the last game or two, would have managed today. And, uh, of course, he's poking fun at, at Alex Cora's resting strategy, aggressively resting players. J.D. Martinez was not in today's lineup before the postponement of the game. Are you aware of that? Uh, I was not aware of that, but I will say that uh, prior to that, um, I was a little bit confused as to why certain pitchers were starting in certain innings, not the beginning of the inning, uh, but the um, middle of the inning with one out or two outs. And I will admit that when I saw Ottavino in there with the bases loaded, one out, and Darwin's and Hernandez warming up, I said, oh my God, 
Darwin's and Hernandez is warming up. There's no one to put his free batter. So <laughs> what the hell are we going to do? So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly frustrating, that's for sure. Yeah. And with J.D., though, that meant he would have had today off. He would have had Thursday off because that was an off day. He would have had Monday off because that was an off day. And then last Sunday off. So apparently J.D.'s too tired to <laughs> – he he needs four rest days in a week, apparently. So, it's goofy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that. Our good buddy Zach Tabak says, I'm worried – with Marwin and even more impatient with Dahlbeck. Now we did cover this on the last show. Those are yep. two guys that need to get their act together. These are two guys that probably won't be playing in Boston much longer. Do you think Dahlbeck is he in a trade package this summer or am I jumping the gun with that? You know, we've um we've jumped the gun on a lot of trades in the past and we've gotten rid of players that have ended up turning it around. Um, you know, I think of a certain reliever that, uh, left Boston that has completely dominated it, uh, in his career since leaving Boston. I'm not talking about Craig Kimbrell. I'm talking about Mark Melanson, who has completely (laughs) revitalized his career. And we, we gave up on him and that was that. And then we, you know, we had the Joel Hanrahan, we had Mark Melanson, we had Andrew Bailey, and they just kept striking out when they came to Boston. It was like a, their kryptonite pitching in a, in a city that mattered. Um, they just couldn't do it. Moving from Pittsburgh to Boston, you'd think would be a huge upgrade. Ended up being a scary downgrade three times. So that was brutal. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, Dahlbeck right now is not helping his value right now. But, I mean, Yohan Mankata was someone that got traded in the package deal with um, Michael Kopech and a couple other players to get Chris Sale over here. So if there's a team willing to take that boomer bust possible, like Adam Dunn-esque power, uh yeah, I see him in a package deal and I'm okay leaving him. Yeah, I, I am as well. So we'll see what happens. As we said in the last show, we spent quite a bit of time dumping on Dahlbeck um twenty-four hours ago. So we'll uh we'll see what happens, but I think he's a lot more short term than anything. And uh Marwin as well, which we also got into. Uh, let's see. Here's a good one. Devers is a future DH and does more damage than good at third base currently, says Sox Nation Northwest. So, so I I don't I understand where you're coming from because when when Devers has bad games, he usually has them in he is like it, it's not just one error; it's sometimes two. And I think in, in a couple of rare occurrences, he's had three errors in a game. So it, it doesn't make me happy, but I'll say this much. He has committed nine errors as opposed to 14 in uh, 2020. Um, in 2019, he committed a total of 22 errors. His, bat, his, his fielding percentage was about the same. Um, it, was, it was a little better in 2019, but it's, the, the fielding percentage he has this year is the second best ever, and that's in five years. So not a large sample size, but if he can kind of turn turn it around and get better, maybe he could become like a premier third baseman. If he wants to make more money, he will do so as a third baseman. He will not make as much as a DH. He just won't. 
That's an excellent point. If J.D. Martinez opts out, and I strongly feel that he will, that would open up the, the DH spot for Devers. And you you would have potentially Casas at first. If I'm wrong about Dahlbeck in the previous question, he doesn't get traded. He would probably be your third baseman in that scenario. So, and you also have to wonder too, how long is Bogart's going to be a shortstop before they slide him over to third? So, <sighs> so many moving Jeez. parts in this scenario. Yeah, that that that's another question that remains to be determined because you're absolutely right. There are a lot of moving parts, but does Xander Bogarts want the flexibility of still maintaining his spot as the main shortstop? Because again, if you move from short to third or short to second, you lose a little bit of value if you go to third. You lose an immense amount of value if you go to second base. Because Xander Bogarts isn't, it's not like Robinson Cano power at second base, and it's not like Chuck Knobloch's uh, not Chuck Knobloch, excuse me, um, Craig Biggio speed at second base where he could steal, he could get on base and do everything. Yes, he he would be the best second baseman in baseball if he was there. At third base, he would be a top two, top three option at third base. At short, he's currently the second best shortstop in baseball. Well, he is offensively, but not defensively. So I think Correct. that's where the the question lies. Are yeah, we... but Fernando Tatis, Fernando Tatis is someone that I think is a better shortstop. He's 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 a terrible fielder. Yeah. He's awful. I know. We're going into so, that. Yeah. Last episode as well. Yeah. I didn't realize he, he was that bad. I, I don't watch a, a ton of Padres games, but he's he's bad. He's <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Wow. Well, that's interesting. Machado's pretty good, so you figure they would they would work on that together, but uh, apparently not. Uh, let's see. Next one on the docket. Um, let's go with the big man on Twitter. That's what he calls himself, the big man. That could mean a lot of things. Uh, everybody crying about the unwritten rules all the time because it's trendy is so annoying. Yes, there are situations where they suck, but they aren't all bad. I asked him a follow-up question. I said, well, elaborate on two or three of them. And he goes, showboating after a bomb at the pitcher's expense, you should then expect to be plunked after. He goes, another rule which is good is not bunting to break up a no-hitter. That's going to produce a negative experience for the fans when someone does that. So he's not big on the bat flips and everything, but he thinks you should respect no-hitters as far as bunting. So that's as far as he went with it. What are your thoughts? What What are your thoughts on showboating and bat flips? You know what? Here's the thing. Um... It's frustrating when you see pitcher or sorry, when you see hitters do that to pitchers when they haven't really earned that right. But here's the thing. If if you pimp a home run, okay, cool. Guess what? If you don't get another home run the next at bat, I hope the pitcher sticks it to you. I hope I hope they strike you out on like some disgusting stuff. And I hope he gesticulates and starts pointing and jawing and like, yeah, because what's he gonna throw? He can't throw his glove in the air. He's got to pretend to be somewhat professional. If if you want to showboat, sure. 
am I a huge fan of it? Not really, because you didn't see you didn't see some of the players on the Red Sox doing that. You might see them kind of take like a little bit of a uh, like an extra long peak, but that that's about it. Like you didn't see these these stupid Jose Bautista bat flips that go forty five feet into the air. They made the bat may never come down. I thought that's stupid, but I mean, as far as like unwritten rules, that's. Dude, if you're going to throw a pitch that's 3-0 over the plate and you're up by eight runs and you give me that pitch, I'm swinging at that pitch because there was a game that I remember in the 90s. The Cleveland Indians were losing 12, it, I think it was like 12-0 or something, and they came back and then they won. Could you imagine telling your team, yeah, it's a 3-0 pitch, don't swing, we're already up by 12. And then you lose, you idiots. Unwritten rules don't always necessarily apply. If you're dumb enough to get that pitch, you deserve to have it get cracked out of the ballpark. Sorry. Yeah, that three zero scenario was the uh, with the Chicago White Sox when Larusa instructed your mean Mercedes not to swing. He did swing. It ended up being a home run. I don't have a problem with that either. I'm not a big fan of the bat flips and showboating because I don't like it. We're already seeing like the bat toss not being good enough anymore. Now they got to do a funky little dance after the bat toss. And what's next? How far do you want to take this? And right. who who are you hitting these home runs off of? Is it Max Scherzer or is it the mop up guy in the sixth inning of a game you're you're destroying the other team and you're facing their Austin Bryce. Like I'm not I kinda like the old school on that one, but we'll see. It's it's an evolving game. I will say this. It does seem to be popular with the fans, with the younger crowd. So if I have to take one for the team, okay, fine. All right. Do your right. Do your bat flips or whatever. Maybe we're too old. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, you're barely into your 30s. All right. So how do you pronounce this guy's name? Gronigan, or maybe it's Gronigan on Twitter, says, I love it every time the Yankees lose. They did a lot of it this weekend to a last place team. <laughs> Got swept by a last place team. I uh, I never thought in a million years that I th- I would say that the Red Sox would be where they are right now. And while they're not in first place or just a game out of first, I didn't think the the Yankees would be three and a half games behind the Red Sox at any point this year. I, I was not as hopeful. I said they were going to win just over seventy games. That was my final prediction of seventy one. Um, the Red Sox aren't quite at the halfway mark, but they've won a lot more games than they I thought they were going to win at this point um, in in the season. Um, the Yankees just can't seem to get it together. They've lost three in a row. They're five and five in their last ten. They're not Baltimore bad. Baltimore's lost thirteen straight. But it's just it's weird because you know I kind of want the Yankees to win. I want the Yankees to do well. I want the Red Sox to do well, so that at least we can try to pretend we're almost as good as the San Diego LA rivalry. But they're just—I mean, you just got swept. You just, dude, you got swept by the Tigers. That's bad. 
That's really freaking bad. You've lost five of the last six. I just, uh, that's that's beyond bad. Garrett Cole started a game in that series, and they still lost. Only gave up yep. one run. I think that bullpen's looking a little mortal. Giancarlo Stanton came back. I don't have his numbers up from the series, but it must not have been great for him. Aaron Judge struck out looking today with the bases loaded. <laughs> That's how the game ended. Um, because when he came up to the plate, they were up. They were down by four runs. It was six to two, and I thought, "Oh, great! Judge is about to tie it." Strikes out looking, and Luke Voigt back on the DL. Greg Bird two Apparently, he's on the Greg Bird program. Never going to be healthy. So, here's a question. Does Aaron Boone last the rest of the season, or does he get fired? I think for Aaron Boone, I don't know if the Yankees would do something dirty, like get rid of him during the season. Uh, I don't see him coming back in 2022. I just don't see it happening. Uh, and unless unless the Yankees lose like 10 in a row, he's not going to get canned during the season. The only way he gets canned during the season is if they just want to try to pretend like it was – Aaron Boone's fault that the Yankees just can't stay healthy. That Brian Cashman was the one that said, yes, I will take on the albatross contract of Giancarlo Stanton, who we knew was not going to opt out. I mean, just, it's stupid. He's he's doomed this team to failure for just way too long. There's too many contracts that are dead on the books. I mean, Aaron Hicks, dude, is he ever going to be healthy again? Giancarlo Stanton, he's one sneeze away from being back on the DL. Come on. Hicks is, I think, officially out for the season now. They don't expect him to come back. I, and what's their rotation at this point? Have we have we received any word on Corey Kluber? Like, I don't know if he's coming back. Eight weeks minimum, he'll be out. Yeah. And how old is he? 35. Too old. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, absolutely. And... I mean, so you'll have Severino coming back, so maybe that offers a little bit of hope to Yankees fans. But is he going to be healthy? Is he going to be healthy? Is he going to be the borderline ace he was in 2017 and in the first half of 2018? It's just it's tough to to pave a path for them getting into the month of October. I just don't think they're going to be playing playoff baseball. And if Boone doesn't get fired, he's going to get his walking papers probably the first week of October. They will move on from him. How hot? Yeah, no no question. How hot is Brian Cashman's seat getting because these contracts are terrible, like we just pointed out. There's there's no depth anywhere in this organization. I agree. I agree. And I think that uh, our friend Brian Cashman, not really our friend, but I mean, he's, he's been a friend of Boston the past couple of years because he's certainly not helping New York. Uh, he's he's helping the Red Sox look better than they really are just because the contracts he's dishing out are just stupid. They're just dumb because the Red Sox are dishing out dumb money, like dumb contracts. I'll say that the Yankees are dishing out dumb contracts with dumb money attached. Yeah. Like, it's just – and how good will Garrett Cole be for the duration of his contract? Four years, pretty good. One year, whatever, and two years of suck? 
That's a great question. Uh, I you think, know, I think he turns a lot of miles. 32 this year, and you got to figure he's got at least two or three more good years. But, but it's a lot of dead money. How how long is it going to take for them to be good again? Terry, you might have kids by then. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I'm not going to. I could say a really funny joke, but half the audience will laugh their ass off. The other half probably won't listen again. Uh, but anyway. But you love your pet. You love your pet. You know, yeah, that's your kid. Oh, I got dogs. Yeah, I'm a big there dog. You go. Oh, so there you go. Rescue dogs, too. Not, not. I don't go to breeders. Like, I there rescue dogs who need homes. But, there um, you go. But, yeah, I just the seat for Cashman eventually Hal Steinbrenner has to come to the conclusion. My guy's pretty dumb compared to a lot of these other guys around, especially in the division. And it's, it's going to be a situation where I don't think, I think it's going to be out of respect. It's going to be the whole thank you. Then do the welcome wagon. Like it's been a pleasure having you as the GM. You either admit and uh, publicly announce that this is your last season or we will fire you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that'll be the end of it. You can do whatever you want. You've already had a weird off, like out of baseball life with the situation regarding your wife and this mistress business. Like it's kind of weird, but I mean, this is the thing. The Yankees haven't been relevant in decades, like decades. They bought one world series title in the last 21 years. They've been irrelevant. And they had a, a three or four year window where they could have won a championship, and they, they I agree they squandered it. They absolutely they squandered it. Yeah, I've never seen yeah. a team not fundamentally understand what a starting rotation should look like. Right, <laughs> and the Yankees botch that all the time. So, yep, I think that about covers it. It was a uh, a little bit shorter of a show than normal, but. We will be back on Thursday, like I said, with Job and Andrew to discuss what went down in the Houston Astros series. So we will be back with you uh, Thursday night, Friday morning. Take care.